Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The latest documentary film from director Jesse Moss, Mayor Pete, brings viewers inside Pete Buttigieg's campaign to be the youngest president of the United States. With extraordinary access to the candidate, his husband, Justin, and members of his campaign team, Mayor Pete follows Buttigieg from before he officially announces his candidacy through the campaign and his victory in the Iowa caucus to his appointment as U.S. Secretary of Transportation to the Biden administration making him the first openly gay LGBTQ Senate-confirmed cabinet member in U.S. history. The film again is called Mayor Pete, and we're joined today by the director, Jesse Moss. Jesse, welcome back to Film School Radio. Thank you. And thank you for being here. How did this come about? Did you approach him? Did you approach his campaign? How did it come about? We approached Pete in March of 2019. He was exploring running for president, but hadn't announced yet. Uh, He had a staff of four people helping him. So it was a pretty small campaign, definitely an underdog campaign. We didn't expect that he would give the access that we were seeking, but I think the stakes were maybe low and he's an unconventional candidate was, and uh, he agreed. We we made it clear that we wanted uh, to control the editorial direction of the film. Like that's non-negotiable for me as a filmmaker storyteller. Uh, this wasn't to be an authorized. I mean, it was authorized by him in terms of access, but this was not going to be an airbrushed portrait. We wanted everything warts and all. Pete was open to it. He's a risk taker, and he said yes. And what's more surprising is that he didn't kick us out after his campaign took off. A few months later, we were able to stay in the inner circle for the entire year of that meteoric campaign. What was Justin's uh, reaction? To the idea of do- making the film or to the yeah. film itself? Well, the, to the idea of being there for their lives. I think it was a process to get to know Justin, but Justin um, and I connected immediately, actually. He's very different than Pete. He wasn't running for president. He had a little more time and bandwidth to... Uh, meet me and and he became an ally I would say in understanding Pete and I, I became interested in their relationship as much as I was interested in the political dynamics of the campaign. In fact, I'd say the direction of the film moved away from some of the politics and more towards the personal story. I just gravitated to it. I loved how different they were. Of course they're a young married gay couple on the national political stage making history, but I just liked seeing glimpses into their relationship, their marriage, their identities, their differences, and what this uh, thing was that they were doing together. They're a partnership, and and they were embarking on this together. Pete, of course, is the candidate, but Chastin was there to support him. So I love that it became more of a love story, less of a political story. I would agree, and that surprised me. I I did expect kind of the the sausage-making of a political campaign, and, and it has that in it, certainly, but the film really is kind of a a love letter to their relationship. And, and I mean that in the best possible way, you really, they, the way that Justin challenges him in the course of the, of the campaign. And there are moments of where you see he's a little more grounded, if that's the right word, I think than uh, Pete is. And so he brings some uncomfortable moments to the, to the, the film 
One in particular was when um, Pete, Mayor Pete, was talking about coming out and the, kind of the and how he want if there would have been a pill he would have taken it to not be gay. And then after that, there's a conversation which I thought was very frank and very um, fraught with just what does it mean to be in that kind of a, a situation. I just it just really struck me that their relationship was they were able to uh, honestly talk about those kinds of things. I felt very fortunate to be able to be in the room to see that very honest conversation. It's what convinced me that there really was more to this story, to this film than I had envisioned. And seeing that they were working these things out privately, but they they had political dimension, political stakes. And when you're, you know, for any couple in a political race like that, they're going to have, the stakes are going to be significant. But for them as, as a gay couple, you know, how much of their identities they were putting forward and how they were dealing with some of the tensions in their own marriage. I mean, these things were related yeah. um, and inextricable in a way. And so um, I, I did um, appreciate that they were willing to share some of that in moments, not just of lighthearted humor, but also I will say tension. There's another moment like that later in the film. It's the night of the Iowa caucus and Pete's going to give a speech and Chaston asks Pete, well, am I going to be on stage with you? And, and they're trying to figure it out. And I love that we're watching them figure it out. Um, yeah. And it's very human, actually. You know, in the interest of full disclosure, I was in politics for 15 years. I was a political consultant. I managed campaigns. And all of the calculations that I'm sure Pete was going through were going through my mind as I'm watching the film. This is just how much is of this calculation has to do, is America ready? And how much of it is, we need to be who we are. And that and that is the dynamic that I thought was really interesting in this. Well, you mentioned sausage making too. And, and I, I did find it really fascinating to be in the debate preparation with Pete. I'd never seen that before in a documentary and to be behind the curtain, not to see how Pete's rehearsing lines or scripting things. It's not about that. It wasn't about that. It was the, the part that was interesting to me was about his consultants really challenging him to be more vulnerable. It's almost like therapy, I think. And I found that really resonant and it's related to really, I think the central storyline of the film, which Chaston himself articulates, which is, is Pete able to be his authentic self in this process of running for president? You know, he's got to be all things to all people. He's, he's, he's got to be confident and vulnerable at the same time. And how does he grow and stretch and, and connect with people through the television screen of the debates and these all these TV appearances? And that's hard. I mean, Pete's an introverted, I think, I don't know if introvert's the right technical term, but he's a, he's a reserved person. He's, he's very composed and fast on his feet and good on television in a way, but he's not, he's not like an over emoter. And is, you know, is on the other hand, is that what we need? Right. I think that's one of the questions of the film posed by the film, which is like, what, who are the political leaders that we choose that we need? You know, Pete was attractive to people because he brought the temperature down a little bit. It's been heated in very dysfunctional ways. We know that. And I think a lot of people gravitated to Pete because he was calm. He was collected. He was cool. And at the same time, we also want vulnerability. Uh, I think you want to know who you're picking when you vote in the ballot box. Who, who is this person? Can I have a beer with him, right? That was the, what they said about George W. Bush. Oh, he's a guy I want to have a beer with. Well, you know, Pete's a guy you might want to discuss Joyce with. I'm not sure you want to have a, maybe. I mean, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that, uh, that that's an interesting dilemma that Pete faces in the film and the people he surrounds himself with to help him grow 
become a part of our story, not just Chaston, but his aide, Liz Smith, who's a real kind of real pistol. She is a pistol, but that's, but you need somebody in the room who will do that. Trust me. I know that, you know, oftentimes it's the candidate, it's the person who's already in elected office and, and the, the impulse is to tell them what they want to hear because you it's, it's job security. It's easier in so, at, at times, but she was there to tell him exactly what me, Joe voter was thinking. He's smart. I like him, but I feel like there's an on-off switch on him when he is talking, and and we see those critiques come up in the course of the film. It's it's really fascinating. It truly is. L- let's step back a little bit. Talk about his background. By the way, the film is called Mayor Pete, and it is going to be premiering on Amazon Prime Video on uh, Friday, November twelfth. Let's talk about him. He is a war vet. These are the things that he talked about in the campaign and and also the things that shaped him, not only as I mean, they, they, they had a lot to do with his courage under fire. I think that is probably a fair thing to say about uh, being in a war experience, as well as a very bright man. And also somebody is described in the film who is constantly trying to learn on the fly, learn and analyze the situation and then react to it. He doesn't, as you mentioned a little bit, uh, he doesn't tend to react without thinking about what he's going to say or do. Is that fair? I think what's what's really interesting about Pete, what I, what I was intrigued by is how he seems to cut across all these lines in, in, in American life. And I think that part of what we're, trying to figure out is where is where's the political center and who are the people who are going to help us find that govern from that place and, um, or, or not. I mean, you could take issue with that idea too and say what we need is, is a more radical politics, right? That inverts the system. But Pete, you know, as a, as a millennial, young, gay mayor of a Rust Belt city just seemed to have an interesting profile and and it was able to draw on that profile and make these different connections with different constituencies and, and voters in places like Iowa, New Hampshire, who you wouldn't think would support him. Bernie was getting the youth vote. I mean, Pete was getting older voters, maybe slightly more conservative voters coming out in Iowa. That's why he won the state. And I think that's really interesting. I think the story of what he'd done in South Bend, turn around this Rust Belt community that was down on its heels. I think you see that's what he's based his campaign on. You also see some of the some of the fracture there, where there's a police shooting in South Bend during the campaign. Pete's got to go home and confront the African American community, which is outrage. This is before George George Floyd's death and the Black Lives Matter movement. And it, I think the film anticipates this racial reckoning that we're having now as a country, and that you see Pete as a white candidate dealing with police violence and the, the distrust of the African American community when it comes to white politicians. I think that's an important story, not just for the party, but for the country. And I think in the film, you see Pete kind of growing, learning, figuring out, you know, I don't know how to talk about this even. I'm, he's learning how to talk about it. He's trying to earn the support of Black voters. And frankly, they weren't trusting him in places like South Carolina. They didn't know who he was. And that's part of the story here is not just for Pete, but any white candidate in the party. How are you going to knit together all of the factions of the Democratic Party? Well, I think we're at a moment politically that it's kind of a pick a side moment in American politics, wherever you are on the spectrum of liberal, conservative, black, white, Latino, whatever it might be. And I, I think he he does his best 
to be honest and to and to be vulnerable. I mean, really, by the time the film uh, comes to an end, he really had cultivated that part of him, which I'm sure it was very, very difficult for him, especially of all of the different dynamics that we've been talking about. It must have been very difficult for him. And I, I thought by the end of the film, I really had a very different perspective on him, which I, I think was part of what you were intending with this film was not it not maybe at the beginning, but certainly as you put it together, it feels like he grew as a person in in front of us and and um, in ways that uh, were quite engaging and quite quite remarkable. Yeah, I think most of us watch the presidential horse race from thirty thousand feet away, and I think the film really brings us close. It humanizes Pete. I think it's not an airbrushed portrait; it's a human right. portrait. Of a, of a talented but imperfect person as we all are. And I'm proud of that fact. You know, I, I also like Pete. I spent a lot of time with him making the film and I, I didn't find like he was a different person in private, you know, than he was in public. I didn't feel like he was putting on a face. I think he was really presenting his genuine struggle. And I appreciated that, that he was showing us that and that Chaston and, and, and Pete led us into that too. So and I'm, he's growing. I mean, he's still young. Uh, yeah. You know, he'll he'll continue to to evolve, and and uh, he's he's obviously got a significant role now in Washington. Well, my thanks to Justin and to Pete Buttigieg for their for what they were able to bravely to plow us into their lives, and to you, Jesse Moss, for the film Mayor Pete, which I said uh, earlier is coming out here on um, this Friday, November twelfth, on Amazon Prime Video. Thank you so very much for spending some time with us here on Film School Radio. Thanks, Mike. Thanks to chat again. I'll see you again. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 